welcome back to the Doula Unfiltered podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ava. And I'm your other host, Kellen. Thanks for joining us. We're so excited to talk to you guys. We're so peppy right now. I know. I know. Let's go. (laughs) We're clapping and all the things. Okay. So today, as we're so peppy, we're going to talk about clients that you don't agree with. What a fun, peppy topic. Yeah. Yeah. What does it look like to support a client... If you don't agree with them necessarily, or um, yeah, if they're making decisions about their family, their baby, their birth that you would not make, yeah, yeah, because it happens all the time. It totally happens all the time. Um, and honestly, there's probably going to be something in every birth that you don't necessarily agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody's ever going to, you know, pick your birth plan how you would have your baby 100%. Mm-hmm. It's, just it's not, not your happen. birth. Yeah, it's not your birth. It's not your baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, let's start there. Um, (laughs) It's not your birth. Yeah. And that's, sometimes I feel like that's all you really need to say. Um, It's not your birth. It's not your baby. Um, They're going to make choices for their body and their family. Um, And you may not always agree with those. So, something I think I struggle with the most, personally, is when I get a client, usually early in their pregnancy, they're like, I want to do this, this, and this. Um, I have this kind of birth in mind and then we get to their second, third trimester and their OB is like, well, I think we have this issue. I think you should do this. Um, and we start getting into the lovely land of bait and switch. Mm. Um, and then all of a sudden my client who was so confident walking into their birth, knowing exactly what they want, um, is being fear mongered. And then, you know, it's like, what, if you're not going to make the choice, if you don't want to listen to the information that I have to present, um, why am I here? Is And that's, like, a really rough way of saying that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how it feels sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes you just kind of have to buck up and be like, well, contract's already signed. And, you know, there's always cases. But for the most part, it's your job to be there and support them no matter what choice they make. Yeah. Um, which, and it, it does hurt. Like, it is yeah. hard sometimes. Kind of like Ava is saying, that's totally happened to me. Um, sorry, I have to sneeze. <laughs> and I was going back and forth, like, am I going to sneeze? Am I not? Okay, I'm good. Um, that's totally happened to me where, um, just like Ava said, my client's like, I want this and this, and I know my rights, and I know the evidence, and I know the information. And then we get closer to their estimated date, and their provider uh, is just like kind of fear mongers them yep. or brings things up and then you know the client will come back to you and be like hey I ended up doing this I ended up I ended up scheduling this I ended up saying okay to this procedure or whatever it might be and you're just like okay great right. like you know a lot of times how I handle that is I'll say how do you feel about that oh my gosh a favorite phrase. Yeah. How do you feel about that? How, what's going on for you? Before birth, after birth, mm-hmm. all the time. That's mm-hmm. Because if a client then says, I feel really uncomfortable. I feel like I made a mistake. Great. Give them information. You don't have to show up. Yeah. And obviously like you're not the healthcare. I don't, this is not medical advice. We do not give medical advice, but the information and the truth is that, so if we're talking about an induction, mm-hmm. okay, let's just throw that out there because mm-hmm. that's very common. Yeah. Very common for us to have clients that come to us and say, I don't want to be induced. 
I've had a lot of friends that have been induced. I, I don't want my birth to go like their births did. Uh, and, or, you know, I know the evidence. I know the information on induction. And the truth is, and this might be hard for some people to hear, if someone is handing you a calendar, asking you to schedule an induction, asking you to pick a day to come in and be induced, it is in that moment, not medically necessary. Yep. In that moment. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that it doesn't become medically necessary. I'm, I'm not against, there's a time and a place, okay? But it's to know the full picture, um, you need to know all the information. So yeah. a client comes, hey, I ended up saying okay to this thing, to this induction or whatever. Okay, how do you feel about that? I feel really good. I feel like this is really what I need to do. Yeah. Awesome. I'm so excited for and you. Let's do it. And that means you're probably listening to their gut, which ultimately mm -hmm. is what you want. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually, I say this to probably most of my clients, and I say this to a lot of other birth workers. It is not my job, and it is never my intention to demonize your provider. Um, totally. And I trust their medical knowledge, their expertise. They went to school for that, just like we train for this. Mm -hmm. Um but there's a balance to that, and if you feel like you're not getting all the information, you need to be listening to your client and being able to provide that. But if they're 100% confident in mm -hmm. a decision that they made, then you need to 100% support them in that. Yeah. yeah. So, there's that. Um, and on the topic of information, let's talk about the fact that all of our support should be non-biased. Yep. And that's hard. You can't really... I am also of the, you know, opinion that <laughs> you will never be able to give truly unbiased support 100%. It's just not possible. And that's mm -hmm. not just birth work. That's everything. You're always going to lean one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Being able and like conscious enough to admit that and say that to a client of, hey, in my experience, this is what's influencing what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Um, if it is heavily influencing it, or this is my experience, this is what I've seen. Um, being able to say that and then move forward with that and be like, knowing that, here's the information that I have. Mm -hmm. Here's, maybe it's opposing information that they, you don't necessarily agree with, but there's still evidence on it. Right. Um, and you still have to give that information. Right. You should never withhold information, especially if they're specifically asking about right. something. Right. You don't withhold information because it doesn't prove your point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's true. And yeah, because there are things. There are things. know a lot of doulas who have done that. Um, yeah. Yeah. But there's, you know, there's always going to be things that you maybe don't have the whole story. You're not at their prenatal appointment with their provider. Um, and, you know, that varies. Some, sometimes you are. Um, but you're not charting. You're not a medical professional. You might not have their full medical history. Yeah. Like, they might have mentioned something in a prenatal visit that is actually very significant when it comes to their health of their pregnancy and baby and their birth that you might not know. They might not think it's a big deal to tell you, but their provider knows that information. Their provider is the one checking fetal heart tones, checking fundal measurements, palpating every week. Well, they should be palpating. Um, that's, I guess that's another <laughs> podcast, but, um, taking maternal blood pressure, all these things and we don't have that that's outside of our scope yep. so yes non-bias information is huge honestly present all the information yeah and all of it should be evidence-based mm -hmm. um i mean that's huge for me 
I never want to tell a client something and be like, well, it's kind of like, it's like castor oil. Um, it's kind of how I look at it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of people that have done it and for some people it works, but for some people they just have diarrhea for days. Really dangerous. It can be really dangerous. Um, and there's risks and benefits with everything, but it should never be, you know, like you're giving this information for example, castor oil, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it has worked for some people. That doesn't mean it's something you should recommend because it could be very dangerous. Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, and that probably, that goes back to like the bulk of what we do as doulas and as birth workers is research. Yeah. We're constantly reading books. We're constantly reading articles. We're constantly, and yes, we're also constantly hearing anecdotal, you know, evidence or whatever, like hearing, well, I did this and my birth turned out this way. And we might hear patterns, and that's fine, um, but it's important to take all of that yeah. into consideration. And really, I think, too, understanding the difference between causation and correlation, like, mm-hmm. two very different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and understanding that, it's really important, because there's, it's especially depending on what region of the world you're in. Right. Um, I, so I moved from Atlanta, um, and then before that, Southern California, and the things that I have experienced have been wildly different. Um, the things that I heard, we've also experienced what you know giving birth like is in a military hospital setting mm-hmm. um, versus midwifery based care in a hospital setting or midwifery based care in a home birth setting versus just having an OB at a private hospital. And like that sounds, those are all very specific, but it really makes a difference mm-hmm. and. Yes, there's just so many factors that are going to contribute to the anecdotal evidence that you hear Mm -hmm. um, and the way things happen, the different procedures that different facilities have. It's just, it's never going to be super consistent um, and you have to account for that and have to look at the whole picture versus just, well, this is what I know because this is where I am. Exactly. That was a very long-winded well, and just teaching your client how to do that too. Teaching yes. them the brain acronym, yes. benefits, risks, alternatives, intuition, saying no or not now. Um, and we can maybe talk more about brain another time. But yeah. There's so many things. I, every episode we're like, we could do a whole episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, yeah. Um, and asking follow-up questions. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I think Helen and I have talked about this before, but I had a client... Um, who I prepared going into one of her appointments, hey, you need to ask about um, episiotomy and forceps and vacuum rates and ask your provider what that's like. Um, And then when they give you an answer, ask a follow-up question. So my client went in and was like, hey, what's your rate of doing an episiotomy? Um, And the provider said, well, I only do them when they're medically necessary. And she said, okay, well, what qualifies as medically necessary to you? And then the provider said, well, most first-time moms end up with an episiotomy. Mm. And that is a huge red flag. (laughs) It's just, no. Um, And so making sure that you're giving them the tools to do that themselves is also really important. Right, because we don't stand in the way of a patient and a provider. We never stand in the way of a patient and a provider. So one of the best things that you can do for your client is help them learn to be their best advocate. Um, you are your best advocate. You are your best advocate, it's true. It's yeah. true. And then finally, um, 
learn when you need to say no to a client. Um, this is why we emphasize so much. Um, if you haven't listened to it already, go back and listen to our episode on consults. Mm-hmm. Um, consults aren't just for a potential client. They're also for you to determine if this is a um, birth that you can support. This is people that you can back. Um, because, I mean, I've had people come to me and be like, hey, I really want doula support. And then they're a free birther. And I have to say no because I don't feel comfortable in that setting. Because um, as a doula, in times like that, you are technically the highest level of care. And if something were to go wrong, um, you're liable. Well, and even if you're not on the hook legally, it's the it's the conscious. Like, yeah. you're... Do, how do you navigate that? Because I've actually, I didn't know that about you. I've had the same situation. Mm-hmm. Someone reached out to me to be their doula, and they were not planning on having a medical provider at their birth. They were planning to have an unattended, um, unassisted birth. And I just was like, I'm sorry, you know? Like, this isn't something that I'm comfortable with. Um, so, you know, and there's been... One other situation that I just didn't, after a consult, I just didn't feel like I could best support this family, that I could best support this mom, um, you know, and I told them that. Um, I told them, I, you know, I don't think I'm the best care for you, and I gave them other people. I gave them a list of other doulas in this area to reach out to. Um, and honestly, that can be a personality thing, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think I've come across this, but I had, I know people who have attended a consult where, um, both partners were there and the partner that was not pregnant really gave some just shady feelings to the doula. And she ended up saying like, Hey, I just don't feel comfortable. I don't feel like we're the right fit. I hope that, you know, you can find a doula to support you. I just don't think that that's me. And really the reasoning was that she felt like something in her gut told her something wasn't maybe right and there was something that was not clicking. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just not a situation she needed to put herself in. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Please like, never feel like you have to say yes to every client. Um, mm-hmm. That's not a healthy place to be. Yeah. I agree. So, yeah, well, I think that's all I have. Um, thanks for hanging in there with us today. We, as always, follow us on Instagram, s- send us DMs, comment, let us know what you want us to talk about. We are happy to do it. Yep. Um, and yeah, I think that's all. Yeah, have a beautiful day, and we really look forward to making more episodes for you. Alrighty. righty.